What's up, guys? Welcome to At This Moment. Not many other things to talk about other than what transpired two days ago, January 6th, in Washington, D.C., um, and the storming, I guess you could call it, of, of uh, Capitol Hill by a uh, bunch of pro-Trump protesters. They were there to protest the legitimacy of the uh, election. They just happened in November. Uh, Sandro, you're right there. You're right there across the Potomac in, in beautiful old town Alexandria. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you saw what was transpiring in the Capitol that day? So um, initially, I wasn't uh, I wasn't aware of what was happening. Uh, I was outside, uh, took my dog for a walk, and it was a very cloudy day. And then all of a sudden, for uh, what was like solid forty five seconds, um, there was like you could hear helicopters going flying above me. Um, mm -hmm. And right away, you know, it was like you know, kind of like constant and, and wouldn't stop. Um, you're filled with like a sense of dread. You know that something is happening. And right. then when I turned on the TV, I, I saw that like that was the moment that protesters had broken into the Capitol. Um, I mean, it was an unbelievable moment. It was, uh, you know, it reminded me of like images you would see of like banana republics, you know, like Venezuela or somewhere in Central America. Right. Like, issues like that happening. Um, it also reminded me of like, you know, I remember seeing the protests in Iran a few years back where I was blown away blown away by, by far how, how far it had gone because I wasn't even um, I knew that there was like some sort of a rally but I had no idea how big it was going to be uh, I didn't I really did not know there was people protesting the uh, election the results I thought it was more of like show support to Trump right that it was like right. kind of like one big last rally right it's kind of the way that I saw it that, that yeah. what I thought it was going to be yeah uh, there, there were definitely elements of that I think there were a good percentage of people there obviously who were protesting the legitimacy of the election um could be a reason that you know the, the capitol hill was uh, was breached the way it was but um i also have to like ask what where the hell was the capitol policeman and how easy it was to to breach you know well, one of our saw, most sacred buildings dude i mean i completely agree obviously they should have prepared for that much better uh particularly because like the night before um i drove through dc um, as a matter of fact, you and I were on the phone. We talked a little bit preparing for today. And um, I saw a lot of uh, people. I even mentioned it to you. I saw a lot of Proud Boys, uh, you know, like just groups of young men um, or groups of men in general. Didn't see too many women uh, just kind of walking around the Capitol. Um, and to me, it looked like, you know, it could be a big crowd. Um, I'm not sure why they weren't prepared. But if you think about it, I mean, there were estimates coming in that it was over 100,000 people. Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure. They the the only way, perhaps, that you know, and obviously I'm an amateur. I have no idea. But they, that that police could have uh, deterred them was if they had used force right away. You right. Know, kind of like shot shot um, tear gas at them or whatever. Obviously, they didn't do anything uh, until later, until the the capital was breached. Uh, uh, but yeah, until it was too late, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. But what did you think? To the, what did you think about the uh, about the lead up? Uh, do you think that uh, an atmosphere was created where something like this was inevitable? Do you think it got out of hand unexpectedly? Um, for sure, an atmosphere was created where something like this could have popped off. I wouldn't say it was inevitable, that, but the atmosphere was definitely there for something like that to pop off. And obviously, you know, we know what kind of a person Trump is. We know that he didn't agree with the election um, and the legitimacy of the election. He thought it was stolen from him, and he's been beating that drum for the past two months. Um so obviously there was a atmosphere of distrust, um, pointing fingers, uh, you know, calling people crooks left and right, whatever it may be. That's a good. The atmosphere answer. was, yep, the atmosphere was definitely there, um, and of course this was the end result of it. Now, question for you though, Sandro, is 
you know, how much of the blame goes to Trump, how much of the blame goes to the senators that were behind Trump. Um, where do you see the blame game uh, going as we move forward? Well, that depends. Uh, so obviously, um, and the, you know, this isn't a cop out, but I would say that it depends on what you look at the big picture. And then you look at that event on its own. So big picture, clearly, people are extremely displeased uh, with our government. And you can see that both with people acting out on the left and people acting out on the right. You know, Without up until now, it was kind of a common um, um, refrain that you heard from, from different talking heads that, uh, you know, only people on the left are the ones getting violent. Because you had Portland, you had, um, was it Chaz? Was it Chaz? Was yeah, yeah, Seattle? Chaz. Right, right. right. Okay, so you had like some, some areas in the Northwest, you know, you had issues with Antifa. You had issues, uh, you know, certain places with BLM. Um, but, you know, this is just, you know, more of the same, but now from the right too. So clearly there's tremendous displeasure on all sides. I mean, yes. I think the approval rating for Congress is at an all-time low. We saw what was done with our stimulus bill. Well, all of a sudden now uh, the, the, the stimulus that people wanted, the $2,000 one, obviously, uh, that people need, uh, all of a sudden that was turned into like a political football and all these different... Um, you know, uh, items were added for that so that that bill could yeah. be passed, just kind of right. passed around. Where it was like money was going to Pakistan, to Israel, nonsense. You know, things that right, are totally right. irrelevant to us. Yeah. So clearly there's a tremendous amount of displeasure. Uh, but I think for that event, I think um, that, you know, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Trump Jr., Trump, um, I think that they are, I would say they're guilty of rec recklessness where I think they thought um, much more in terms of political theater, right? They could put yeah. on a show where they right. could kind of galvanize this crowd and things would kind of go on. And they lit a fire that, that at that point they couldn't control. Once they said, we're going to march on the Capitol, I think some people took that clearly very literally and they marched on the Capitol, you know? I mean, well, who said we're going to march on the Capitol? Uh, Trump did. He said, we're going to go down to the Capitol. He said, I'm going to join you. And then he never showed up, but he said, we're going to go down to the Capitol. And applaud yeah. uh, the good Senate, the the congressmen and congresswomen that. Oh right, right. It's like a, it's like a right, right. Yeah. It's a show of support, right? Yeah, for support challenging and, the election. And not, and then Rudy Giuliani. I mean, Rudy Giuliani, man, what a character! Like, <laughs> and you know, not to take uh, any heat off or anything like that, but then if you like made up a political operative, right? Uh, right. Kind of like a, a a goofball, a buffoon, a man who like traded in his own reputation for. I mean, God knows what, you know, you're old, yeah. you're tired, yeah, you're yeah, who, yeah who, God knows what is, is, yeah, is right. Like, I understand, yeah. like, you want to be relevant, you want to be, right? He has a consulting company. I understand all of these things, but, you know, you let it go, man. Um, when he, just the, the, the phrase is, you know, trial by combat. Now, you hear that from, um, you know, perspective of a rational human being, and you understand Rudy Giuliani, and you understand that that is him just, like, looking for applause, looking for a hooray. Looking uh, for a headline. Of course, right? but you yeah. don't know how some of those people, clearly people respond to that very differently. Um, 100%, dude. Yep. Yeah. It, it, was, it, uh, it was irresponsible. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, bottom line, it was irresponsible. And then, like, also with Trump denying the election, uh, since the election happened for, like, the last two months, obviously extremely irresponsible as well. Um, you know, we all know what kind of uh, a man Trump is. We all know what kind of person he is, what kind of personality he has. Um and i think in the back of our minds even people who have supported him i think we knew if he would have lost he would have made it difficult uh for the person who won to gain power or at least for the transition to happen smoothly not in a million years did i personally think that something like this 
was going to happen. Um, but because I, I was th I always thought that Trump would like dial it in when it was time to dial it in, if that makes sense. I think people expected that his whole um, his whole presidency. I think there was always this notion of like, oh, he's going to be presidential when he needs to be. And I think he consistently like failed to be presidential because um, when you say that he would make it difficult, uh, like just to, I think how like desensitized we've become uh, to the issues that that the storm that he created was that when you say that he's going to make it difficult for a transition to happen. Yeah. Um, like think about how severe that is. The fact that like it even even that is acceptable where he can say like, no, I'm not like I'm going to make it difficult for you to seize power. I'm not well, well difficult in the way that he was going to challenge the uh, integrity of the election, oh, which so I go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Using le legal remedies, obviously okay. not like some you know third you world tactics. However, yeah. I think that's also healthy. The fact that, you know, that you could do that just to make yeah, sure certainly. that the system is working, you know, certainly. properly. Um, of course. Yeah. You have a right like, to do that. Of course. Right. Right. But n never did I think it was going to get to this, this point. And now, and now we have, you know, I think the, the worst part about all this is that it gives the moral high ground to the other party. Um, because now, you know, it, there's going to be some like severe backlash to this, obviously. Um, and, 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 you know, and cooler heads are not talking right now, you know, like people are talking about expelling U.S. senators and representatives who helped make this happen, all this. I think that's just totally the wrong message to send. You have of Joe course. Biden going up there, a man who's been preaching unity, and he's, you know, uh, saying that, you know, basically the Trump supporters are like uh, terrorists, right? So that's not really a unifying message that How you want to send you... out after this. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I understand all that. Um now, do you think that, and, and I do agree with you that um, this does give the moral high ground to the Democrats now and that there will be a severe blowback uh, where it'd be like, I hope it's not a blowback like we had, let's say, for what happened on September 11th, and then we ended up invading Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, they took it to the maximum. They used yeah. that, uh, those sort of brownie points gained. Right. Um, so I hope that, um, you know, the uh, Democrats are going to be in power now. Uh, completely that they don't use this as like some sort of uh, as a way to punish people uh, for like greater uh, censorship on the on I mean, the but they're, they're already like doing it. They're already yeah, doing it. So. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, uh, yeah, it, it is happening with Trump. Um, but I do also understand the short term Trump uh, and conservatives. You yeah. have to like to respond to the severity of what he had uh, of what he had done. Uh, but what I'm interested in more is the fact that uh, I think that this is a um, a fork in the road. I think it's a, an extremely important period in our history, uh, especially if instead of um, the politicians, let's say instead of Congress, most specifically, recognizing that there's tremendous displeasure um, across the nation, uh, across the political spectrum, I would say just as intense, that instead of addressing that and instead of trying to solve those deep-seated issues, that they will use this for greater censorship of those people out there complaining, right? Of like people out there trying to ask, ask the questions, put pressure right. on power, people that are right. anti-establishment. Um, I think there's a possibility for that as well. Without a doubt. Um, I, I agree 100%. I think it's already happening. Used, dude. Yeah, for this to be used uh, to simply entrench uh, the establishment even further, mm -hmm. these like traditional ways of doing business. For some reason, which is absolutely remarkable, uh, the capital markets, the, 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 the stock markets across the, the world are skyrocketing. I know. Why? I, I For know. the love of God, why? No, man. I mean, I mean, because it's a bubble. <laughs> I mean, well, why, the, the, the Russian, why else, right? The Russian uh, stock market today uh, set its um, 
trading record as well. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. record across across the globe, which just tells you that uh, there's a tremendous uh, that there's great income inequality across the world, and you have a group of people right now who have uh, capital at their disposal, and they're the ones creating the bubble. Um, I mean, wh- why does that have to be inequality uh, across the globe? Because there's not there's nowhere else to invest the cash. You're not investing that cash into research and development. You're not investing that cash into machinery, uh, because typically when um, it, it it shows that there's inequality, because clearly economic conditions don't warrant uh, a rising stock market. I mean, you're setting uh, there's a worldwide pandemic. There's unemployment uh, that has increased everywhere in the world because the economy right. has been shut down. So right. how can that be logical? Where is this money coming? Yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. There, there is no, there is no logic in what's going on, other than it's logically a bubble, right? That's about to burst, and 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 uh, it's yeah. going to be hell after that, I would assume. But um, go, going back, Sandro, to the the riots, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 DC, mm-hmm. you know, one thing, one thing that I think um, conservatives are rightly pointing out is that. We've seen every single notable uh, conservative come out and um, and say, you know, this was wrong. Obviously, this shouldn't have happened. People who people who were irresponsible should be arrested to the fullest extent of the law. I want to know where was that kind of response to the Antifa riots when they were happening and are still happening, actually, in, in like Northwest, for example. Where where was that kind of response by? Uh, Democrat politicians on that side of the aisle. I mean, you had Joe Biden calling Antifa an idea when they were clearly in downtowns across the cities in America burning down businesses. You had Kamala Harris uh, helping open funds to free Antifa rioters uh, and pay their bail. So, like, where was that response from the Democrats now that they want to attack conservatives or Trump supporters for with their riots like the the hypocrisy is is kind of staggering and that's why i think a lot of people on the right now are pissed off at the response of the left just because they're so selective in their outrage i mean i don't think that um i think it's i certainly hope that it doesn't come to the um, uh to the point where trump supporters are being blamed uh for what happened um, I think that the people who broke in uh, and the people who, who broke into the Capitol and the people who incentivized them and, and, and drove them to, to be there, um, asked them to be there, are the ones who should be blamed. You can't blame uh, people. For, I agree with you. you. P- people had many reasons for supporting Trump. Right. Uh, right? Uh, right. Some people wanted to see uh, conservatives in the Supreme Court. Some people had. Some people just wanted the tax breaks that he was promising. Right. There's some no people just ideas. fucking hated Hillary. Yes, right? of course. Uh, most people hated Hillary. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't think you can, I think that's the completely the wrong way to approach that. And, and I, I mean, you know, I wish I could say, I don't see things going that far, but clearly, uh, I, I think they're already going that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I think they're already going that way though. So that's the problem, a, man. A good way of, of dealing with this and of addressing this is to put, uh, the blame on, uh, Donald Trump to put the blame on the people who broke in. And to put, you know, Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, whoever else you want to put blame on for, um, for the riots. 
But right. I think that that's where like you have to remain uh, focused on that. Everything else is going to be an um, an overstep of these boundaries. Now, as far as them not recognizing uh, Antifa and all these other riots, um, well, first of all, I think they're very different. I think it's uh, one thing to storm the, the nation's capital, and I think it's another thing to you know burn to burn cars in Portland. First um, of all, yeah. and, and in small businesses and killing yeah, police officers, I get all that. and I, I mean, I mean. Not really, it's different, yeah, but it's still a riot. It's still, uh, you know, it's still disorder in society. It's still yeah. people dying. And you I know, it's not like you can't, the Democrats, you, you have to denounce such things. I, Of course you do. I think the Democrats who um, did not do that were playing with the same fire. It just did that it, we didn't reach a point where it backfired on them. Well, we didn't, we, didn't re- we didn't reach a point because the mainstream media wasn't covering isn't covering for conservatives the way it's co- the way it did cover for and it still is for Democrats think, during the Antifa riots. Um, yeah, that is true. But I would also say that uh, once again, storming of the nation's capital is so severe and so aggressive, uh, where it was uh, a direct attack on the system, on on democracy, on American tradition. Without where, a doubt, uh, these other um, Antifa riots are um, easier to kind of dilute that image are easier, you know, where it's, you don't have to say oh, right, right. on order. You know, it's easier to kind of uh, disperse okay, but that. My, my, my whole point is I just want some consistency. And if you're going to take the moral high ground here, but you, you were covering for people dying on the streets, you know, a couple of months ago before the election, then you really don't have any moral high ground to, to stand there and wag your finger if, at, if and, you know, is, at Trump supporters. Like you really there, don't. If there is like a, a, a benefit from all of this, uh, or if there should be a benefit from all of this, is that people, politicians will have to understand now that uh, stoking those emotions, emotions which led to uh, Antifa protests uh, and to, to riots in general, like that type of, that way of doing politics, which is like, you know, hypercharged, emotional, um, constant pressure. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, that no, I understand sense. what you're trying to say. That I just, people, uh, that people are going to have to stop doing that. Uh, yeah. And call those, and yeah. Sandro, uh, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're 100% right. They should stop doing that, but they're not going to. I mean, like, if you look at just like what the far left is already doing, writing up uh, articles of impeachment, number one, and then number two, like uh, trying to uh, write up articles where they're going to oust House members and oust, you know, Josh Halley, for example, from, from the Senate and Ted Cruz, uh, who were on Trump's side on the election integrity issue. Um, like, that's not that's escalating the situation that's not that's not putting out a hand of unity and be like hey let what what just happened was horrible let's move forward together and let's you know let's restore america to 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 the glory that it once had and and the stability that it once had but you're not seeing that what you're seeing is the other side now taking the the moral high ground and and they're gonna just be sniping sniping people who disagree with them and that's just that's just the completely wrong approach dude and also it just happens to be the other side or full of hypocrites who didn't denounce riots when they were happening uh in their cities a couple months ago so that's why i I mean they should do that they're not going to and they're not doing it right now and so that's why i'm not optimistic yeah i mean we'll see um but um do you think that there is a case to be made for trump's impeachment uh without the without like looking at the practical aspect of how long that process yeah yeah you mean should they impeach him just straight um I, and I don't mean, uh, I don't think actually that, um, I've, I've listened to a few people speak on the 25th Amendment and yeah. like what that is, what that was intended for. 
Right. And I don't think that this is something that it was intended for. Because, right. Because um, there was a, um, I forget his name now, but he was a legal scholar that I heard on a, on a show speak. And he was like, look, Trump could simply then just fire his cabinet and they wouldn't have the ability to yep. remove him. Right. 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 So, right. Like, that that is uh, that is an empty as empty of like uh, an hopeful idea as you know some people thinking that the election was going to be overturned you know here, by Mike he, Pence like he, that, he, that far right 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 here here's my stance man it's like uh, Trump has already said he's going to do the peaceful transition now right he said he's not going to be at Joe Biden's inauguration right he has what two weeks left two three weeks two and a half weeks left in his presidency man if you go through impeachment proceedings against him right now what do you think is going to happen to all those people who are already who already believe that the election was um illegitimate who are on trump's side what do you think is going to happen you're just going to be putting a bigger flame under them and you're just going to piss them off even more so that's why i think for the for the health of the country i think let trump ride out these last couple of weeks as president and then let's have a peaceful transition of power to which trump said he's going to He's already decided he's going to do right, and mm-hmm. let's move on from this, you know, dark spot in our history. That's what do I you, think. Do you think there is any value in um, punishing him so that you know somebody else in the future uh, would be discouraged, you know, from behaving this way? And also, um, do you think there is a desire, even by Republicans, to make sure that he doesn't run again in twenty twenty four? Well, I, look, the Trump in the last two months, you know, has totally totally diminished everything that he stood for with his election fraud thing now all he has is like the core of his base which is not enough to win and mm. you know in a national election so i i, I don't think he's going to be running again even if he does he's not going to win because he's that mm-hmm. he's tarnished his image that much and everything that, and, and all the good that he did during his presidency is now washed away because people are just going to remember this right the tail end of it um so okay. no man you no, you have, you have to, yeah you have to weigh the positives and negatives of impeachment and and for me the negatives are just so much higher because the situa- situation is already heated and you're just gonna be pouring gasoline on it in, in terms of his supporters um if you do impeach him that's why i don't think that impeachment is a smart move right now yeah fair enough um what do you think about uh the trump movement and the trump kind of idea right like um uh the way he like that sort of marketing as a politician, yeah, uh, you know that sort of like presentation. Um, like let's let's think about something like Don Jr. or um, the other son, I guess is Eric, yeah, um, or particularly like Don Jr. and Ivanka, yeah. Um, they certainly seem to be um, potential, uh, you know, politicians in the future. Right. Uh, you know, at least influencers in the Republican side. Uh, do you think that their value is diminished? Do you think that they're still going to have a, play, a role to play in the future? Because one of the threats, what, what really got me, um, what, what I thought was like so fascinating and powerful was the fact that Don Jr. was threatening people saying that like, if you don't like support my father in this, uh, I'm going to be coming to your back, backyard to, ca- ca- to campaign against you. Right. And the way the crowd reacted and even the way other politicians have reacted uh, to him before, you know that's a threat. That, that him campaigning in your backyard, campaigning against you, is going to be a nuisance. It's going to be a problem for you. Right. Uh, so he clearly has a lot of sway. Dude, uh, no doubt. He did have a lot of sway, let's say. N- not mm. only not only did uh, Don, is Don Jr.'s and Ivanka's and Eric's uh, image tarnished now because of their, just because of their last name and the, the, their children of Trump, right? Um, I think anybody now, Trump's done so much damage to what he stood for that anybody now who runs as an outsider and not a politician, anybody who runs uh, against the establishment, mm-hmm. um, 
there's just so much ammo that the establishment now has to go after these people and be like, look what happened last time. We well, elected we a non-politician, right? We they, they stormed the Capitol. So like, <laughs> so like, there's just so much ammunition that they, he, he just given to the swamp, if you want to call him that, right? That now I just don't see anybody outside of politics gaining power for a very long time unless things drastically change once again. But who the hell knows, man? I just think I just think the last two months of Trump's presidency were a complete disaster right after the election. Which is a complete disaster, man, and he's done so much damage to it that that it's you, that it's not going to be fixed, and it can't be fixed uh, in the short term. What what he should have done, what he should have done was take the challenge to the Supreme Court. Okay, they denied it. I mean, in Trump fashion, he would have denied the results of the election, but he would have he should have let it just go on peacefully and then run again in four years. People are still gonna love you. You're still gonna have your base. You're still gonna have your core support, and you're gonna have so much more support too because God knows what's gonna happen in the next four years with Joe Biden, right? Like that's what he should have done, but he didn't do that, man. And now, and now we're here, and anybody who's running it as an outsider, good luck because you have a very steep mountain to climb. Do you think that uh, the election in Georgia, uh, the fact that Democrats won those two seats, do you think that was because of Trump as well? Do you think that no. was no, no, no? Actually, I actually think that was more uh, Mitch McConnell and his refusal to do the two thousand dollars stimulus. Mm, I think that was the yeah. I think that that was that was the sway because people voted for. The $2,000 uh, stimulus. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Democrats were very uh, easy with that. They were like, if you if we win this, you're going to get that money. Right. Uh, right. What an interesting. Yeah. Exactly. What do you, what do you think, uh, and somebody who works in digital media, um, like, how do you, th- do you think that the Trump type politician um, is the future? Is, is that the future of our politics? Define Trump type politician so I know we're talking about the same thing. Uh, Taglines, uh, kind of... Um, Twitter-friendly messaging, uh, direct messaging. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Marketing-heavy, uh, substance light. You know, uh, campaigning. I mean, I would have said. I mean, yeah, actually, I do think that is that that, that, is, that the is the future. And you know, and now you, the the real question is: is that an improvement over the canned, rehearsed lines that we hear from like Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? You know what I mean? Or like the political type well i mean unfortunately i think that uh everything you know everything eventually becomes standardized and and rehearsed so i think instead of rehearsing the you know uh policies and and rehearsing sort of the uh politician speak that we've kind of gotten to know before you know yeah um they'll simply be rehearsing different taglines no 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 but 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 uh, you know you know what i mean though sandra it's like if i have to hear fucking uh, uh make america that shining city on the hill again from a politician, I may just fucking blow my brains out, dude, because like it's so canned and inauthentic yeah. and at this point dystopian almost when people yeah. say it because so many people have said it. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, man. Even 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 when Joe Biden was like during a debate looking to the camera, I was like, I know you're hurting yeah. right now as you sit around your family table and maybe your grandma's not there. You know, it's like Dude, we know you really don't have compassion for this hypothetical person you're talking about. You're just doing that to score political points. So like I don't know what's like you know what's better the the Trump style politician who is devoid of substance or the canned response politician who has corporate substance <laughs> you know what I mean that he's just gonna go over there and fucking help his buddies on Wall Street and in in, in Silicon Valley so I, I don't know what's better man. So do you think that um, the so you already said that you didn't think that. Um, the way when the, the the way the Trump presidency started that this that it was going to end that way that is going to end this way, um, like did you think that before the election did you think that he was going to win again? 
Yeah, I did. I did. I thought he was going to win again. And, uh, like, I mean, look, dude, in Obama's re-election, he got, three. I believe there's 3 million less votes in the re-election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and Trump here got something crazy, like 11 million more votes in his re-election. So, like, there's half the country once Trump is president, right? So now, now I was like, well, there's a lot of enthusiasm. And plus, everything that was happening with the Antifa riots, with, you know, Joe Biden not being able to complete proper sentences... I thought they were all playing in, in Trump's hands. Um, I thought he was going to win, and you know he got, I believe, the most as an inco- as a sitting in- incoming president uh, votes. So I mean that that says something. So do you think that um, like from you know, we're taking it back to Hillary now, and from uh, do you think that like the fears that the left had about him were justified by his actions um, now this this past week? Do you think that the issues or the the fears that people had about him? Uh, were confirmed based on his actions actions after he lost. Do no, I don't. That, I I don't think they were 100 confirmed. No. Do, do you don't think that it gives validity to some of the things that people said about him? Uh, it definitely gives him? it more validity. Does it give total? No, not at all. Because hmm. for me, like I um, when I was when when this happened and I kind of went back and I looked through my like YouTube playlist and I'd listened to like different interviews from different people uh, that were in the administration and, uh, you know, like Mathis, um, general Mathis, uh, general Kelly, uh, just like, you know, a few other people that were there. Um, it, it they kind of spoke about Trump's character, uh, particularly John Bolton, um, that he said something that, uh, he was like, if Trump loses, it is not going to end well. Um, yeah. and I was like, huh, that was pretty spot on. Um, and the way he described how Trump would act, uh, the simply refusing, to um, accept the loss and then looking to blame the loss on somebody else. Because to me, it was, uh, I kind of put the two and two together when I was thinking about that. And I was like, huh, that's what he was trying to do with Mike Pence. I think that Trump was aware that Mike Pence could not turn uh, the result over. And he wanted to create a picture uh, and, and or paint the picture to say that Pence could have done this for us, but he betrayed us. And yeah. now we lost because of Pence. We didn't lose yeah. because of me. We lost because of Pence. Democrats committed fraud, and Pence wasn't courageous enough to give us the, the election to do the right thing. We were betrayed by him. Where I was like, huh, it seems that his anti-establishment uh, was very fake, um, that he was just as, vind- as vindictive as people thought, that he, um, or pe- as the people said, that you know all he really cared about was himself. He didn't really care about the Constitution. He didn't care about the presidency. He didn't care about the country. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, what he did to Mike Pence is totally disgusting, dude. A hundred percent. Like, uh, you know, so Mike you Pence... think he did that too? You think he was trying to do that to put all the blame on Pence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, I think, you know, at, at the end of it, Pence was like the final guy who was going to be like. I think, he, I think he was trying to put pressure on Pence to do something, and you know, Pence obviously couldn't do anything, and, and rightfully it didn't do anything. Um, but you know, the whole blame game after Pence stood with him through thick and mm-hmm. thin. You know, like yeah. um, yeah. It was just totally like a, a low class move, um, and and highly disturbing, dude. But, but w- w- what else to say, man? What else to say about what just happened besides that? You know, just look at the totality of where we're at right now as a nation. Um, it's not good, man. It's not good because now we have a very large section of the country who believes the election was fraudulent. And then we have an even larger section of the country who is totally distrustful dis- of any institution. Um, and there are so many factors at play here, like the slant of the media, right? Like Donald Trump's antics, right? Like the, the storming of the Capitol, like uh, the far left 
uh, identity politics and it's all sort of like in a big mixing pot where mm-hmm. i just don't see how this turns around especially because nobody wants to take the high road here man nobody wants to extend a real hand of unity they just want to talk about it but then they want to do it, make a list you know as soon as J- joe biden won what did aoc say i think it's time to make a list of every single person who has enabled trump to this point it's like what what kind of a you know message are you sending out there because uh, it, it, it's um, it almost seems that uh, outrage is the like normal operating procedure. Yes, right. That that outrage is worth that. That like yeah, I mean rash. Yeah, man, it's frightening when you you know that was actually you did a nice job of laying all those things out there. Uh, when you look at all those different factors and all the different like ticking time bombs that are in play, um, it's very unnerving. It is um, yeah. You certainly need this would be a difficult. Uh, situation to handle for the best of the politicians out there right yes I'm for sure the, the fdr is the abraham lincoln's right and um i do not see anybody even remotely close to the quality of those people uh i mean like look you look at somebody who like certainly presents himself as as um a man of the constitution scholarly uh somebody with integrity you look at somebody like ted cruz uh but then when you also like you know that's the way he presents himself but now we've seen him long enough of politics that he turns out to be a huge opportunist, you know, a man who's like willing to wait for the right uh, time uh, to look for the right crisis and then try to make a stand. Yeah, um, for sure. But who's it, willing it, to like. It, yeah. Yeah. But, dude, but every every politician is an opportunist. So it's, it kind of comes with the job title, dude. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But you're hoping that 100 uh, percent. But you're hoping that like, um, you know, the qualities that that he kind of presents himself as having. Uh, that those things would shine through, and they never do, and and you don't you don't see anybody else who 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 has, um, yeah, who has those leadership qualities. I think it's going to be a very scary time going forward, uh, I, especially I, I, I with, couldn't agree more. as you correctly said. I do expect that there will be economic uh, hardship in our future. I don't think that this uh, coronavirus and this bubble that's forming, uh, pretty much in every asset class, is is really sustainable. Um, I think that uh, people are going to soon realize that. Um, you know when when all these things all these all these different um you know like if you look at something like tesla uh once tesla starts producing uh once all of their sort of claims have to be verified and become reality the value of like you're going to see what tesla really is right because right now people are just like investing on optimism um and right. that is uh yeah just a tip t- ticking time bomb all of that coming together hey don't 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 talk about my stock holdings like that sandrum <laughs> You know, I'm invested in Tesla, but but I will I will leave our viewers with this last bit of advice, man. Um, buy Bitcoin. It's a great hedge against the monetary the current monetary system. And as we both pointed out here, man, there's a bubble coming, and uh, I can't think of a better hedge than that right now.